from Bakery Business Academy, welcome to the Kitchen Notes podcast, a show for bakers and food entrepreneurs who want to build profitable bakery businesses that make an impact in their communities. We're your hosts. Hey, baker friends. Welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Notes. This week, I am recording kind of a 2023 wrap-up episode. I did these last year for to kind of like look back on 2022 and I split it across three episodes. I feel like that's just too much. Um, so I'm recording this into a single episode this time. I kind of prefer when I'm listening to business podcasts especially to have them be sort of quick hitters. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do for you guys today. Just the valuable stuff. Um, and I'm going to try not to move around too much as I'm recording this because my chair is so squeaky today. I'm recording this episode in my home office and I have the world's squeakiest office chair. Um, so anyway, let's get into it. Um, 2023, I'm can't believe I'm it's already time to record this wrap-up episode I feel like this year sort of flew by even though it was um like as we were going through it it felt like the year was really long because so much was happening uh but it's December what is it Wednesday December 13th when I'm recording this and I basically sat down to prepare for this episode I looked at our profit and loss statement for the year. It's not quite finalized, obviously, because we've still got a few weeks left in the year, but just wanted to get a feel for kind of like how our revenue ebbed and flowed and what was going on with our expenses. I went back through our work calendar and kind of looked at some of the major stuff that happened this year and wanted to just kind of like reflect on what went well, what could have gone better, and then I think I'm going to record a separate episode to talk about some of the goals we're setting for our bakery business for 2024. Um, Because we're doing some exciting stuff. Some stuff we've been talking about making time for for years is finally starting to come to fruition. And, you know, part of that is because we're in a position now with where our revenue is at to be able to do more and achieve some of these goals. And part of it is just because life. You know, I feel like this past year, to a certain extent, was the first sort of normal year we've had since before COVID. And even before COVID, like if you've listened to any of the episodes where Molly and I talk about kind of our business evolution, um, a lot went on in the years right before COVID in terms of like, we opened a second shop and then we closed it. We had a really successful wholesale arm of our business, which we decided to close as well. So I feel like this past 12 months of 2023 was the first sort of settled year in business where nothing really like major changed, nothing bad happened, there were no, you know, crises or... Uh, anything. So it was good to take a breather, but also just good to have a year that we could sort of like reset and try to understand what our like quote unquote new normal is going to be. So I liked the year for that. Um, I don't remember if I ever said this on the podcast, but kind of my, in my 
own brain and like personally what I hoped for 2023 was that we just had a straightforward year where nothing major happened nothing went wrong I joked to my husband that I did I don't want any new babies this year I don't want to be pregnant I don't want to move I don't want anything to happen with the house I don't want anything to happen with the business I just want to catch my breath this year um and I feel like we got that uh in a lot of ways we got that it was um you know it had its challenges but at the end of the day I was grateful that it was sort of a steady year and um we were able to catch our breath a little bit so on that note it was you know a really good year um on the personal side I I don't know how I I don't think I mentioned this that much on the podcast I know I certainly do to my coaching clients but um I have two little kids. My I have two daughters. Uh, the younger, my younger daughter is, she just turned two a couple weeks ago, and my older daughter um, turned five in October. So I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old, and you know, running a business when you have little kids is a challenge um, in its own right. If if you're a parent um, or an aunt or an uncle or you know, know people who have kids, I'm sure you can kind of attest to that. It's especially when the kids are little and they need so much of you as a parent. I personally really struggled with, you know, balancing motherhood and operating the business um, and had to really like think deeply and do a lot of work to, to set up our life in a way that would allow us to do both. Um, But some you know some things just take time and when you have a newborn baby or when you're still nursing your children that takes a lot of you as a person and it's hard to focus on the business when that's the phase of life you're in if you choose that to to, that for yourself or what have you um but now we're in a spot where the kids are a little older certainly my older daughter is much more independent um even the, my younger daughter who just turned 2 is starting to be more independent you know she doesn't need as much from me on a on a day-to-day basis like she did when she was a newborn and we also have really solid childcare now and a schedule that works for us like a set schedule week to week um i think that's maybe a lesson learned for me on the personal side is this was our first year with having kids where um, my older daughter, you know, had summer break. Prior to that, we just had both kids in daycare all the time or before we had um, the the baby Evie. um, Before we had Evie, you know, it was just one kid in daycare. And daycare is sort of like you drop them in the morning, you pick them up at five, you don't have to think about it. Whereas I find school age to be a little more intense you know we we drop them off a little later pick them up earlier her pickup is like around three and then there's like after school activities and all this stuff but another aspect which I hadn't really thought a ton about was the summer break so she you know when school is out for the summer you're kind of like on your own and if you don't put them in daycare or camp or whatever um, 
yeah, it's tough to not have any childcare during the summer. All all the parents out there know what I'm talking about. So I would say that was kind of a lesson learned for me that I want summer to go a little bit differently in the future, just to have a little more consistency of care if possible, or to be more intentional about my time off. Um, Cause I personally find it very challenging to try to work, especially um, in a job like this where you're in hospitality and you're needing to do a lot of customer service and client interaction and stuff like that. It's tough to do that when you have a kiddo um, on your hip. So I'll do that differently next year, but just wanted to share a little on the personal side of how I kind of manage that as a parent. And, you know, it's not easy. Certainly there's like lots of tears that are shed when things don't go well, but overall I would say it's, it went, it was much smoother this year in years past. And I'm grateful, um, that the kids are a little older, even though I miss the sweet newborn phase, it's just easier to work when your kids aren't uh, brand new and needing something from you every two hours. So that's a little on the personal side. I do, this is a business podcast though, after all, um, not everyone is a parent, not everyone cares to hear me rambling about that. So I want to also dig into what went on in the bakery side of things and what we did well and kind of some lessons learned uh, on that end too. So I know I talked at the beginning of the year when we kind of set our goals for the year that we were focusing on um, a few different major themes. One of those was people. Um, So like a lot of folks in the hospitality industry, we dealt with um, quite a lot of turnover in, in 2022 and in the beginning part of 2023. And one of my goals this year was to really dial in um, our people processes to reduce our turnover, but also take as best care of our team as we can, make sure everybody's having like a really positive experience at work and enjoying their time as much as possible. And also just making things on the management side a little bit easier. I feel like we've done a few turns of the crank over the years with the business in terms of how we manage our team. And I feel like now we have a much clearer picture of what works well for us and um, what works well for our team and how we're going to manage people going forward. So we did a lot to dial in our processes putting in more automation and better software and better systems to manage our team. Um, One of the biggest improvements I think we made is uh, we started using a tool called Seven Shifts to handle our scheduling um, and like time off requests and, and all that good stuff. I have really loved working with Seven Shifts. It's made, it saved me as a manager, like a lot of time in setting the schedule and given our team a lot more autonomy in um, being able to request time off and um, trade their shifts and all that good stuff. We also recently signed up for their uh, Seven Shifts has like a task management module called Seven Tasks, which I um, admittedly you know, we haven't fully rolled it out to the team yet. I'm still kind of learning it and figuring out what we want to do with it, but I'm excited to 
take that next turn of the crank and start using seven tasks with our management team to um, get even better at you know, giving people the tools they need to do their job well. So really dialing in our processes, um, investing in systems and software that make our team more efficient and uh, more communicative, that's been a really positive development this last year and something that was, you know, pretty intentional. We knew that we wanted to do this um, and we did and, it, and it's been going well and I'm excited to keep kind of iterating on some of that stuff. We also got, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we, at the, specifically at the beginning of 2023 when we were dealing with a great deal of turnover in our front of house team, um, one of the things that made it really tough is that we had most, we had fewer employees, but we ha- they were more full-time and um, it made it really tough to have redundancy on the team if somebody got sick or if somebody called off or, God forbid, somebody quit. Um, it made it tough to adequately staff the shop. So uh, for a good part of the year, we actually had to like limit our, our operating hours due to these challenges, and that was tough um, for a lot of reasons. It was tough you know, just like speaking in pure business, it was tough from a revenue standpoint to be dealing with like those types of fluctuations. It made it hard to plan and predict when I wasn't sure how much the shop was going to be able to be open. So basically when we were hiring, um, when we were, as we were dealing with all this turnover and hiring new folks, I was trying to build more redundancy on the team. So now we have fewer full-time employees, more part-time employees. Um, it's a different way to support the team, but it's been working well for us. Uh, so we do have some employees who are full-time, uh, but I've, we've also been more open to hiring folks who are only available on a part-time basis, even on, on like a very part-time basis, which I've, I've kind of resisted in the past. I've wanted people here more, uh, working more hours per week. But this has actually worked really well, and we have a super strong team right now that I'm really proud of, and the schedule is much more easy to manage, and the team is able to be more independent and more autonomous because there's more redundancy on our team. Um, So that's been really well, or that's been going really well. Um, Another thing on the team side that I think we've done a a great job of, especially in the last year to year and a half, is we really revamped our compensation approach. Um, We live, you know, we're in Chicago. Our business is located in, you know, Chicago, right outside Chicago. We're basically in the city. Um, And minimum wage here, it's over $15 an hour, I think. Um, In our little town, it's still 13, but it keeps going up. But we compensate at a higher level. We have one of the most competitive compensation packages for a business of our type and size that I've seen. Um, So this does mean that our prices have to be higher, and we've gone through a couple price increases this year. But we hope that this results in a team that's happier. (laughs) Uh, You know, people are compensated very competitively for the industry and for the type of business that we are and also being an independently owned business, we offer 
competitive compensation. We also offer our full-time employees healthcare benefits. We pay the majority of their um, uh, monthly premium and we're able to do a lot for our team in terms of like PTO and um, tech stipends and all sorts of creative ways that we try to compensate our team and take take really good care of them. Um, we just think it's the right thing to do, but it and we want it. We it's important to Molly and I that we're a leader in this area, but it's also something that does help reduce turnover. So it's good for the business, I believe. And it's good for our employees and, you know, um, it's something we're committed to and we're always looking for ways to get better. So that has gone really well. I also think another positive thing on the people side from this year is that Molly and I kind of um, reshuffled how we split up management duties. Molly and I has definitely been more involved in front of house management, which I so appreciate. We have an incredible kitchen manager right now who's been basically overseeing all of our kitchen operations and like our back of house team. And that's allowed Molly and I to get back more into managing the front of house team and the customer service experience. And I think it really shows and we're always getting better. Um, so that's really exciting. So people was like a a really big focus for us this year. Um, into next year, I will. I like I said, I want to focus on that even more. I want to make sure our team has everything they need to be successful and be happy. I want to continue investing in systems and tools that make their life easier, and continue hopefully to grow our people so that they can keep working for us and having fun at work and having fun at the bakery. Um, we also, another kind of area of focus that I talked about at the beginning of the year was our focus on diversifying our product lines and diversifying our revenue streams. So obviously we're a retail bakery first and foremost. Um, that makes up the majority of how we make money. But this year we looked to um, kind of take some of the pressure off the retail side and I'm really glad we did this. It helps me sleep better at night knowing that there's more than one way that the business makes money. We have retail. We also have event rentals now. We invested this year in um, building out our outdoor patio space a little bit more so that we could use it for events. And that's been going really well. There's a lot of room for growth there and improvement. And I'm excited to see that continue to grow we also expanded our catering and started getting into doing more savory um, stuff in addition to pastry. And that has been going really well. It's been growing. It's a, it's a strong revenue stream that sort of buffers some of the retail, especially in the slower seasons, to be able to lean on catering and um, savory a little more. We do a weekly Friday night dinner feature that really does well. Um, our goal with that was to kind of like bring in traffic on slow Fridays, um, but it also is a really great revenue boost and it's also kind of fun to just experiment more with savory and um, serve our customers in that different way. So that has been fun too. And then <clears throat> I don't know if if you've heard me talk about before, but a couple of years ago we got our liquor license and we've been slowly growing our wine program. We sell... Uh, 
a, a small selection of natural wines that are mainly produced by like small family vineyards. A lot of women uh, run vineyards or women-owned, uh, you know, women winemakers. So it's been something that's kind of an interesting thing to learn more about, but also uh, has been growing as a revenue stream in our business as well. So all of that to say, uh, we did a lot on the product side to diversify our revenue streams and um, expand our product offerings. It's been really fun, a little overwhelming at times, but we we are most likely, I mean, we are not most likely, we're definitely going to close the year with this being our most profitable year ever in business. So this is, we've owned the, um, we've had the storefront, the retail shop since 2016. We started the business in like late 2013, early 2014. So we're going on a decade of business here and this has been our most profitable year ever. Um, so this has allowed us to grow the business more quickly. We, we're still at a spot where Molly and I, are committed to continuing to invest most of our uh, most of what we're making back into the business because um, we want to still do more, but we're also excited to be giving back to the community in bigger ways and supporting causes that are important to us, giving to organizations whenever asked, and we're also starting to look at forming um, a nonprofit so that we can do even more for the community with some of this success that we're having, which is awesome. Um, the other area of focus, which I know I talked about at the beginning of the year, was the planet. Um, I definitely want to do more with this in the new year, possibly looking at solar. We Our ovens, when we moved to our new location, we moved from gas ovens to electric ovens, and I want to see if there's more we can do to... Um, like make our business more green, um, and more planet friendly. Um, definitely looking at composting, commercial composting programs that are, that we can have success with at scale in our community and connecting this message more in store and bringing this to our customers in a bigger way. I'm excited to kind of continue on that. So like I said, I'll do another episode on new year's goals, but I think this was a great year. If you guys would be interested into me digging into more of like the numbers and specifically how it broke down financially for us this year, let me know. I'm always interested to hear that stuff. I don't know if other people care about that. So uh, shoot me an email or message me on um, social media and Molly and I can certainly sit down and, and talk about that too. But I hope you had a great year. This is a this is the time of year when everybody's sitting down and sort of reflecting back. Um, I know in like the chaos of the holiday season, it can be tough to find time to do that. But I always appreciate when um, I have a few minutes to sit down and review the year. So I hope you get some time to do that for yourself. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Kitchen Notes. We hope you enjoyed it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you can listen in again next week. And if you appreciated the show, jump over to iTunes and give us a rating or review. It really helps make it possible for us to continue sharing helpful bakery content with you all. And for more information about starting and running a profitable bakery business, 
visit bakerybusinessacademy.com. Talk to you next week.